G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, there are a number of significant radio broadcasters around the world, and one of those that has a significant work reaching many nations around the globe is FEBC. Now, FEBC even has a radio ministry in the nation of Mongolia. Now, here's a good news story of FEBC in Mongolia, where there were only a handful of Christians over a decade ago. In Mongolia, largely due to the amazing work of FEBC on radio and the internet, that handful of just six Christian believers has grown to 90,000 in just 11 years. Yes, 90,000. Well, the FEBC Mongolia director, Bajagal Tuvshinsengal, who we'll call Bart through our conversation, he's in Australia to share the news about the growth of FEBC in Mongolia. Hello, Bart. Welcome along to 2020. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Bart, if we were just uh, recounting some of the history of Mongolia, back to the 13th century, Genghis Khan, he founded the Mongol Empire in the 16th century, Tibetan Buddhism spread throughout Mongolia. There was a democratic revolution separating uh, from being part of the Soviet Union in 1989, and there was a new constitution in 92. There's been big changes in Mongolia in these past uh, 10 to 20 years. Has this opened up the opportunity for the gospel in Mongolia? That's right. You know, the gospel has actually been um, hidden away from my, my people for many hundreds of years because there was never an opportunity to, uh, to, um, for the gospel to get penetrated. But with the democracy, with the, uh, the country opening up back in 1990, uh, we actually received the first, you know, um, uh, missionaries for the first time uh, ever. Um, you know, a dozen missionaries had come in, um, and uh, a lot of young people were, were very much, um, you know, res- responded to, to the gospel for the first time. But you are Mongolian, and listeners will detect an American accent. Tell us about your time studying in the U.S. Well, I was born and bred, bred in Mongolia. Uh, actually, uh, when I became a Christian, I started uh, uh, working as a travel agent, and at the same time, uh, I was actually involved in, in church planting uh, ministry uh, with, the local, uh, with the local church. And in 1997, I actually uh, uh, attended a Bible college uh, in the United States, um, studying to be a uh, studied a pastoral ministry for three and a half years, and the Lord laid uh, a calling in my heart to start a radio station uh, back in Mongolia. So that's basically how everything started. Now, there's a big landmass in Mongolia. It's a relatively small population, around three million, but a huge land mass. So it's not surprising that you might choose radio to try and reach a vast number of. Uh, kilometers, uh, and even though that the population's quite small, uh, that inspiration it's it's paying off. That is exactly right because you know Mongolia is a traditionally nomadic uh, in culture. We have almost sixty million animals that we herd. Uh, it's a traditional nomadic lifestyle, so people are actually always on the move. 
but of course, you know, we have uh, major cities uh, um, where we actually uh, deem to establish our branch uh, FM stations where we broadcast 24-7. But in the countryside, of course, we are on the on the DISH network where we, um, you know, also uh, rebroadcast some of our programs uh, over the DISH, DISH network for the nomadic people to, to listen. Very, very interestingly, as you've mentioned, because of this land uh, that is so large in mass, uh, because the nomadic people are always on the move, of course, there's no means of electricity for these people, but they have solar panels and they have satellite dish where they can actually watch 60 channels of television, you know, and, and also uh, hear uh, radio stations as well. So that's basically a very interesting jump uh, in technology-wise for, for these uh, very, very simple nomadic herdsmen. Talk about an adjustment to reach a particular people group. And when we talk about this this huge land mass, uh, uh, geographically for listeners, uh, Mongolia is sandwiched between China to the south and Russia to the north. And as you mentioned, 30% of the population is nomadic. It, it's, a, it's a horse culture. Uh, how does the That's gospel right. fit with that horse culture? Is it a, is it a simple culture or is it a, co- a complex culture? How does the gospel get into uh, people who are uh, working with horses uh, in that nomadic culture in Mongolia? Well, it's a very, very simple, it's a very laid back. Uh, it's not as, as intense as a farming uh, kind of a culture because nomad, nomadic people, you know, they just basically follow the climate. They follow the weather and they follow the grass. Uh, and so they're very flexible, very agile kinds of people, uh, very open-minded, you know. Uh, traditionally, most of them are actually animistic, uh, spiritist or shamanist, um, you know, a, a little bit of Buddhist uh, influence, of course. But uh, other than that, you know, uh, the nomadic people are very open. But it's, it's also a very different kind of nomadic nomadism because, you know, they, they don't really move in groups. They only move in their family units. Uh, so it's a, in a sense, it's a very uh, individualistic type of nomadic lifestyle where uh, radio programming really fits very well to actually reach out to this kind of a family setting, you know. In my understanding, when you talk about animistic culture, and uh, there is a spirituality in all of that, but usually governed by all sorts of different gods and different superstitions, uh, when you have the gospel come into that sort of culture, is there a real liberation for people when they respond to Christ? Yes, we have seen a lot of people have been being being freed from these, um, um, you know, sort of say demonic uh, influences, and uh, people find you know the difference. Um, you know, that there's a huge contrast between living under fear of superstition, uh, you know, by replacing it by the gospel, which is which is a, a total freedom for them. So we find a lot of people are finding uh, this huge contrast uh, in, in faith-wise. Well, Bart, over the last uh, number of years, 11 stations you've got established now. That means that's quite dramatic growth since you first turned on that first station. Yeah, well, FEBC uh, ministry around the world have been helping us to fulfill our vision. Uh, we have a very, very ambitious goal to start relaying our station into major cities, which has 20,000 uh, or more population, basically. So that's kind of the first um, priority for us. And so far, we have uh, have been able to establish 11. And, of course, there's 10 more to go. Uh, so this year, we are actually planning and praying for three more stations. So every year, we would like to establish three FM stations where we actually work together very, very closely with the local 
local churches because you see in Mongolia uh, because the gospel is so new the church is very very young we don't have really the denominational walls that can actually distract our unity so in local setting churches are really closely working together to reach out to their own communities you know in, in a very very holistic way so radio becomes a very handy tool and a vehicle uh, for them to be able to do that the radio becomes almost a voice uh, for the churches uh, in that local um, you know, setting. So it's, you know, we're just really blessed to, to be able to uh, provide and uh, do what we do. Our guest is Nana's Bart. He is the FEBC Mongolia Director. He's in Australia to share the news with supporters on just how significant it is to have grown from a handful of believers in the whole of the nation of Mongolia to now more than 90,000 in just 11 years. Uh, There is some way you can find out where you can see Bart speaking. He's speaking in a number of locations. Uh, Simply Google FEBC Australia and you'll find those details there. I'll give those details too at the end of uh, our conversation coming up shortly. We're going to break for a few moments. Back in just a short while, our guest is Bart. We'll talk some more about an amazing story of growth of the church because of Christian radio in Mongolia. An opportunity today to link in and understand what's happening with Christian radio broadcasting in different places around the world. As you know, there are some significant Christian broadcasters around the world. One of those that does wonderful work is called FEBC. And one of those who is visiting from abroad, FEBC Mongolia director, who we're calling Bart, because Bart's full name is Bart Jagal Tuvshint Sengal. And so we're calling him Bart through the interview today. Uh, Bart, when we talk about the difficulties that you might have faced over the past 11 years, as you've seen tremendous growth, uh, it hasn't been without opposition. There's been real challenges, even persecution to you. Right. Well, actually, you know, wherever the gospel is, um, wherever the gospel is preached, of course, there's always always an opposition, I think. And uh, it's just a way of life um, uh, of, a, of a Christian ministry there. And so... Uh, well, actually, uh, one of the things that I would like to mention is that in, in back in 2003, uh, our radio station, the first radio station that we established in the city of Ulaanbaatar, the capital city, uh, was only two years old, and our building actually was burnt down. Uh, you know, uh, it was actually middle of the winter, uh, minus uh, 28 degrees outside, and and whatever that hasn't been damaged uh, by fire was actually damaged by uh, by water, uh, when the when the fire brigade came in and uh, trying to extinguish, and basically we could salv- you know, salvage very little out of it, and which was a very very you know huge uh, devastation for us. But with the with the uh, brothers and sisters around the world, uh, FEBC family and and uh, others uh, have helped us. Actually, we started building a, a new facility. Uh, it took us about five years. I mean, you know, it wasn't easy, but. Uh, now we have a, uh, a multifunctional broadcast center where we actually hold not only just our broadcasting, but we also hold our, our listener meetings, rallies, and uh, training seminars, and a couple of local churches also meeting there. So basically it's just, the, you know, rising from the ashes, you know, uh, thankfully to God uh, that we're, we were back on track in, in about uh, five years' time. So uh, that, was a, that was an interesting uh, adventure uh, in our ministry. Now, so far as uh, political acceptance goes, there's some commendation by the government of Mongolia for the good work that you're doing. Actually, uh, Mongolia has, has declared itself to be a democratic country. 
our constitution uh, is uh, very much supportive of one's faith. Uh, we have a religious freedom. Uh, but of course, Christianity being as a, as a new form of ideology, of course, being a, a communist country prior, uh, Mongolians are very skeptic about this new ideologies because they don't want to be, you know, uh, identified or they don't, they don't want to, they don't want to inherit somebody else's identity. Um, but I think, uh, in, in overall, uh, Mongolian government is very warm toward, uh, Christians because, you know, we have a very good history of, helping to thrive the communities, you know, helping kids. Um, you know, some major Christian uh, relief organizations are very active in, you know, in developing the society, helping the communities and, and kids and, and, and education and so on. And so I think, you know, we're really uh, making a good, uh, good headway, uh, really demonstrating what the gospel is all about. I mean, after all, Christianity is not about a religion. It's about relationships. So, we just really believe that as being a Christian in Mongolia, we're, we're really trying to demonstrate uh, what this relationship with Jesus Christ is all about. And you're clearly doing that, and not in an ad hoc way, but a quality way, because you've also won a number of awards over the years. Well, thankfully, yes, Neil. Uh, you know, I think the government uh, agencies had recognized our station to be the best radio station uh, two, uh, two years in a row. One of our program, uh, Unsung Lullaby, had actually won uh, the best program of the year. So, I mean, you know, the community really recognizes what we're trying to do to help uh, it, it to thrive. Because, you know, there's a, there's a huge problem in Mongolia that um, almost, you know, one out of every two men are affected by alcoholism, of, you know, by some sort of another. So the country is really, you know, hurting. Uh, families are hurting. There's a lot of family breakdowns. You know, kids going uh, on, onto the streets because of uh, domestic violence and everything. And, and so that's why, as Christians, you know, we want to really demonstrate God's love through counseling, through helping um, single parents, single mothers, you know, and trying to build, rebuild the families, the broken families, etc. And I think we really take it very, very seriously as our responsibility, uh, you know, just to imagine what, what Jesus, Jesus had done. If he was walking amongst the Mongolian people, I think he would, he would try to mend the families, you know, would bring, you know, peace and reconciliation, you know, in the family uh, things. I mean, that's, that's exactly how we want to, uh, you know, uh, minister to our own people. I think you paint a wonderful picture when you talk about uh, the alcohol problems and uh, dysfunction in families, uh, a recognition that... Uh, in a nation like Mongolia where uh, it's very cold and oftentimes the conditions are very harsh, that some of these problems, they tend to compound. And so you set your programming style to be able to actually meet the needs of people who are going through real challenges. That's right. Yeah, actually, that has been an, you know, part of our programming strategy. And it is not only just by head, but it is by heart. You know, because we're Christians, you know, we have to do something bad. It's not just only about you know, uh, telling them the gospel, but also demonstrating the gospel. And, and uh, to do it hand-in-hand, hand, holistically, is, is so much important. And I think our staff's also have been very, very encouraged, you know, because most members of the churches in Mongolia are very, very young people. You know, they have, have really no experience of, of serving others in Jesus, in Jesus' name. So we're really trying to really put up an example of what it is for a Christian to serve, you know, his fellow man. Uh, and it's a whole different kind of a lifestyle for a Christian, you know. So uh, it's just been very, very exciting, Neil. I just want to say that, uh, you know, it's been, a, it's been a full of adventure, full of excitement. You know, um, you know it's just really 
to be a Christian in Mongolia. Well, it's been an exciting journey so far, and the growth has just been amazingly dynamic. What are your aspirations? What are your hopes for the future, Bart? We would like to really be able to help churches to empower uh, so that the churches will turn around and, and help their communities. And I think, you know, one of the things that I'd really like to mention here is is that the churches of Mongolia is not, um, you know, um, distracted by denominational differences or walls, but I think we're rather united, united around the vision of making disciples you know, of Jesus Christ uh, uh, by Mongolians. So in other words... You know, we want to put more emphasis on how to make disciples instead of... Because, you know, I mean, over the last 20 years, evangelism has been very rapid in my country. There's no person who hasn't actually heard the name Jesus in my country. But it is, this time around, we have to really show what it is to actually walk with Christ. So discipleship is very, very important for us. I mean, discipleship not only, only is, is not only the job of the Church, but we also want to make, make sure that uh, every Christian is challenged you know, to be to participate in this, um, you know, in this effort. So that's what we have actually been, um, you know, uh, uh, kind of coming up with the plan to make 10% of our population disciples of Jesus Christ by 2020. Well, I mean, the number is not really that, you know, important. I mean, it's a, it's a visible goal, but I think it's the aspiration is very, very important. If every Christian is dedicated to make, you know, himself or herself, to make somebody else, um, uh, you know, a disciple of Jesus Christ, just as First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 says, Paul, you know, Paul says that, you know, just um, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And I think that's the, that's the, the core principle of, you know, of every Mongolian Christian. So that's basically, as a radio ministry, we would like to make sure that that, that value is being promoted not only just on the air, but also off the air, on the ground, you know, with the community and also with the church, um, you know, body there. Well, Bart, I think you'll find a good reception and make some new friends while you're here in Australia. Uh, Bart speaking at a number of church services in New South Wales and Queensland and the ACT. There is a full list of where you can see Bart speak at the FEBC website. That's febc.org.au and there'll be a link there for Mongolia visits. And, of course, he'll be speaking too at the Brisbane School of Theology on the 18th and at Morling College in Sydney on the 25th of February. Uh, Bart, just great getting your insights. Uh, what an amazing story from just six Christian believers, uh, grown to 90,000 in just 11 years. Uh, it is an amazing story, and uh, I thank you so much for taking some time to share your heart uh, with our listeners here in Australia. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.